Hi there, it's Melanie White here with another episode of the Habitology podcast. And as part of the Entrepreneur Coach series, I wanted to talk about something important, and that is, what is the value of coaching? This is an interesting conversation I've been having with a few people lately, and I thought it was worth fleshing out in a podcast. Because if you're new to coaching, if you've done the training and you get how great it is, and then you start running your business in this area, you might be still in the mindset of teaching or providing information. You might be in the mindset of working with your own service provider and knowing that you're used to being prescribed things and wondering how to articulate the value of what you do and also to understand it yourself. Before I talk about the value of coaching, I do want to say one thing, and that is that you can really only understand the value of it when you have been coached yourself, and working with a coach is something I highly recommend so that you can understand exactly what it feels like. Think of the analogy of being a personal trainer. Imagine that you had done a course in personal training and you had learned all the theory about it and how to perform all of the exercises but you weren't actually doing any of those exercises yourself. You were just talking to people about how it worked and what they needed to do. How much trust do you think people would have in you and how much knowledge and deep understanding do you think you would have of exercises and the challenges that come up as part of your exercise routine if you weren't doing those things yourself? It's exactly the same with coaching. And so let's dive in. Let's say that a client is coming to you with a problem and they're expecting to be told what to do or to get some information from you about how to do things. And that might be part of how you work, but you really want to communicate the value of coaching. So there are four things that I would like to offer to you as ways to position the value of what you do. First of all is that the reason that people want to make a change or solve a problem is that they have a sense that something isn't right. In their mind it might be a million different reasons for this, there might be a million different reasons for the problem, they might have all sorts of perspectives on what's going wrong and how bad it feels and they might be stuck in that loop. But the point is this, unless they do something about it they're not going to have clarity on what the problem is or how to solve it, they're going to just be stuck in that loop. Some people are okay to be dissatisfied. Some people are happy to stay in their comfort zone and not experience a fear or discomfort or stretch of change and they're happy to stay where they are and that's fine. But if somebody's coming to you for help, for coaching to make change, then the first part of the value that you offer them is the chance to get all of that stuff out of their head, those vague notions on the things that they might want and to clearly define what they want and why it's important so that they get clear and connected to that reason and excited about making change. What your client might be thinking they need is motivation. They might say, I need to lose weight but I'm not very motivated or I need to start exercising but I'm not very motivated. It's not until they actually have a conversation with you about their drivers, their past success, how it felt to be successful or how it might feel, what they're proud of, what else it would mean for them in their lives, how it might change their lives, what sorts of benefits they're going to get beyond the immediately obvious, what their true values are around this, what else would be possible in their lives. You know, it's not until they've explored all of those things that they're really clear on why they want something. And often, 
the thing that seems to be the first reason for wanting it is totally eclipsed by something far more bigger and more meaningful and purposeful. So just to recap, the first point of the value you offer is helping people get that spaghetti bolognese or that clutter of thoughts and feelings about a problem in their head out onto paper, out into the world, and to get clarity and definition on what's possible. So rather than having a vague notion, we've got something clear and concrete. Your client has articulated a destination and they're connected to it and excited by it and feel motivated, which is different from a lot of other modalities. We might go to a professional and talk about goals, but we don't dig below the surface layer. And it's really important in a coaching sense that you're aware that you get clients extremely connected to their visions and identifying their deeper motivators. Then what happens next? Normally in any other profession, somebody might give them a plan to follow. But think about that for a moment. There's a disconnect between the vision that they've just created, which is theirs, and then the plan that you give them. And, you know, they may need to get some education on how to do certain things. They may need information on what to do or not to do. But really, it's more important that they articulate a plan of tangible and sensible and realistic steps to achieving that vision. What we're talking about here is habits. In the health and wellness coaching sense, a vision can only be achieved when somebody commits to a series of regular habits. So the next step down from that vision is to create that plan of what are the habits that will create the vision. So at the surface level, once again, your, might, your client might be thinking, well, I need to exercise or I need to do this or I need to do that. Through the discussion around the vision, what might actually be revealed is something upstream of that. And normally what is upstream of eating and exercise and smoking and all those other things is managing stress, managing our thoughts, reducing anxiety and getting more sleep. Often those are the habits that will create the other lifestyle habits and make them possible and help a client to be more consistent. So by exploring the vision and then what are the, the key habits to be developed, you have the chance to define not just what are the actions they need to take, but what are the preparatory habits that they might need to develop. For myself, for example, having just been in a practice coaching session with someone where I was pretending to be a client, I talked about wanting to exercise more regularly. And what was uncovered was that one of the barriers to that is my work schedule. And so by creating a plan on Monday morning and being clear about what tasks I will do and when, I am able to allow myself the time to exercise. If someone had just given me an exercise plan to follow, I would not have had that realisation. And so for me in that session, my three monthly goals will include exercising three days a week, for example, and creating a plan for the week on Monday morning that articulates the order of tasks that I complete in a day such that I am mentally able to free myself up and allow myself to stop work and exercise. So really interesting stuff can come out of the three monthly goal and the vision conversation. The next step down is to say, well, I wanna succeed in this, not fail. And what happens is our clients get excited by the vision and they create these habits that they think they need to do and work towards, but they wanna do them now. <laughs> 
So the next part of the job, the value that we offer is to give them a step-by-step plan, a series of baby steps and just something that they can do this first week to get some runs on the board, to get some wins and to have some successes. Because guess what? If your client can set small goals and achieve all of the goals every week, they will feel confident. If their goals are unrealistic or too big, they will probably fail and they will feel less confident. (laughs) It's a really simple equation. Part of the weekly goal setting is that the goals are specific, like very specific, something that a client could schedule into their diaries. The goals are important to them at least 7 out of 10 and they're at least 7 out of 10 confident that they can do them. In health and wellness coaching, the third point of the value is we help them create foolproof goals that are action steps. And we make sure that they're foolproof by questioning the client around potential obstacles, cues that they can put in place to succeed, best times of day or best days of the week, what's realistic, what could get in the way, how could we definitely make this happen, when have you been successful before, all those sorts of conversations. So what your client has now is just to recap those three steps, they have a vision of what they want that they're excited about. They have an idea of what the three monthly habits need to be that they're working towards that will get them that outcome. And then they have a plan to start with this week that will be 100% winnable. That's realistic and measurable. And they've done the thinking work to make sure that it fits into their calendar next week so they'll actually achieve it. Every week that a client succeeds at their goals, they will build confidence, self-confidence. They will also build self-efficacy, the belief that they can do certain tasks. And those two things together create self-belief. What happens is when a client comes up with their own answers is they believe in themselves. They know that the reason that they're successful is because they persisted, not because somebody else told them what to do. It's incredibly empowering for a person. And remember, you're not empowering the client, they're empowering themselves by learning to take responsibility. And this is where the fourth point comes in. This is not a normal way of working for most people. Most people are used to having big dreams, giving it a go, not quite doing it. Other priorities come in, they fall off the wagon, they fail, they feel bad about themselves. And they go away and lick their wounds until they build up some motivation or momentum to try again. And that's the cycle that most people are in. And this is something unique about coaching and that is part of the value of what a coach offers. You're going to stick with that client as they start out. As they navigate the obstacles that could throw them off track from committing to these small weekly goals. Maybe the goals seem small in the context of everything else in their lives. Maybe work gets busy, maybe kids get sick. All sorts of things can happen. And what's really interesting is that if a client can set and achieve goals in spite of everything else, they feel a huge amount of intrinsic reward and motivation. They feel a sense of self-belief that they can do things no matter what and they really gain a sense of resilience. So your job through the process is to help those clients navigate the obstacles, overcome their hurdles, to monitor and measure the changes so that they're actually recognizing their achievements and success at the small level and seeing the impact that's having on a bigger level in their lives overall. 
I encourage you to think about the value of coaching from your perspective and from the client's perspective. Perspective. Remember that they're going to get that clear destination, create a foolproof plan to get there at the big level, define the clear steps to take at a small level, and get your support and accountability to experiment with different methods to find out what best suits them in their lifestyle. It's a really positive way to move forward. It's a focus on what works, and it's a focus on doing our best in a realistic way. And all of this stuff builds self-confidence, self-efficacy, and self-belief. When a client learns to think this way, to take responsibility for their small daily habits, and to reflect on what's really going on and what's most important and meaningful, they build hope and optimism. They build a positive state of mind. They learn to say no and set boundaries. And they learn to try for bigger goals, more meaningful goals in their lives. It's such a powerful thing. One last point on this is that the patterns that we see in our clients, the behavior patterns or the thinking patterns, are often present in many areas of a client's life. So if we are able to help them unlock the secrets of managing one part of their life, it often translates to massive change in a whole bunch of other areas. And that is truly transformational. We may not be able to see that in the first session or at the inquiry level or when, when we first start working with a client. But it's definitely there, it definitely happens and it definitely unfolds. I hope this has been useful for you and I hope that you find a way to get lots of experience with clients and as a client yourself so that you can truly feel and understand the value of coaching and be able to explain it to your clients so that they really get what's going on. Thanks for listening. I'll be back to you shortly with another episode of the Habitology Podcast. For now, have a great day and I'll see you soon.